Good morning. It is still morning, right? <laughs> All right. Yes. I'm working with my moving brain, as you know. So we are doing it. God had so many things, so many things that he's given me. So I prayed last night and I said, you've got creative control tomorrow. So we'll see what he brings up. Um, but I wanted to know kind of how you've been doing with the workshops, any time at all that you were able to spend, or the worksheets, any time at all that you were able to spend on some of those last week. just kind of want you to think about that. And I want to know if I could ask you, because I'm a coach, so I love to be <laughs> interactive and really hear how it's hitting you, because the point is, right, that you're taking away something that's valuable to your own personal life. So I would love to ask you to share if you're willing to do that, but I guarantee you whatever you're going to share, even if it's one word, even if it's no words, but those of you that choose to share, there is somebody else in this room that's going through that too. There's somebody else in this room that needs that highlighted. So let's just trust the spirit today in this space. Um, but I kind of want you to feel like, how did it feel to spend time on yourself last week? Positive, negative, rushed. Okay, this is going to be good. Rushed, uncomfortable, guilty. I didn't mean to pick red, but that's kind of an appropriate color, right? Guilty, interrupted. Like you were getting interrupted or like things kept, um, or that having to do that was interrupting what you would prefer to do? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna write both. Yeah, okay. Eye opening. Eye and heart opening. Needed. Needed. Okay. Necessary. Relieving. Oh. So good. Anything major missing from either of these lists for anybody? Mm. Mm. Refreshing, thankful. Huh? I guess challenging could really be both, right? <laughs> impossible. Challenging and impossible. Yeah. So, I want us to think about this, right? We talked a little bit about it last time, too, but this both and feeling. It's not even our own experiences with this. And I get that this, both of these lists came from a combo of everybody in the room giving their idea. 
So not every person in the room experienced both of these things necessarily. But I want you to grab kind of what we um, looked at last time too, as far as like our thoughts can tend to make us feel like something is one or the other, right? So even when we think of like the word impossible, is that like, and this isn't a rhetorical question, but like if I think something's impossible, I need to dig a little deeper and say, now does that mean I'm going to make a choice based on the fact that I don't think I have a choice? Or is that just a feeling and I recognize this is just telling me there's an obstacle there and it's trying to make me feel like I don't have a choice about it. Does that make sense? So to simplify it a little bit more is super, super helpful. But first off, like just to embrace this is a messy process. It's complicated. <laughs> it's challenging. But I want you to grab, too, those of you who have heard of, like, growth mindset, and even those of you who haven't, there's an idea that either you're in fixed mindset where you just think things like, I can't, a lot. You're just like, hey, either you got it or you don't, right? So either I have the skill or I have the ability to do this or I just don't. So that's fixed mindset where you think, you know, I have what I have and I don't have what I don't have. Growth mindset is where you think that there are possibilities to get something that you didn't originally associate with yourself. So for instance, for me, it's, I don't know if I shared this last week, but it is very ironic that God would call me into a more organized like theme and topic and that kind of thing. Any theme that that is talking about organization at all, it's very ironic that he would call me into that because that was not my perspective of myself. And I want you to catch that, right? God wants to challenge us to be real <laughs> about experiencing all of the negative things we're inevitably going to experience when we challenge ourselves to grow. And he wants us to know there's another side that is definitely always at play. Whether we're accepting that there's another side or not, it's always there. And I just think that that's a really beautiful thing. So even some of these things, like we talked about last time, kind of towards the end, uncomfortable, could actually push me to get out of my comfort zone a little bit more, right? So some of us treat uncomfortable like, uh, well, then I've got to get further away from it. Some of us treat uncomfortable like, oh, well, then I've got to get through it. And some of us are like, can we please just skip to the end? That would be me. But that's what's interesting about being in the process. And I really want you to catch that and embrace it. Like right now, you're in the middle. We talked about that messy middle. <laughs> right now, we're in process. We don't have an outcome yet. We get to work on it. We get to fail spectacularly. We get to trial and error things. We get to not know yet. We get to be here. And that's you embracing yourself as a human, as a valuable person. You get access to figure out your life. So challenging is something that growth mindset tells you. OK, so growth mindset would tell you that challenging and uncomfortable are both indicators to show you that you're leaving your comfort zone. And if you think about it, 
if a comfort zone is like, uh-oh, I don't have an eraser, we're going to be looking at this for quite some time. Is it there? Oh, wait. Tell me more. Thank you. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. No, no problem at all. Um, we can pivot, right? That's what this is about. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I am going to roll with it. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, weirdly, the positive things are what are going to stay. So we'll see what God's doing with that. He gets creative control, right? I have no idea why this is happening. Let's go with it. So, yeah. So challenging and uncomfortable. When you are moving outside of your comfort zone, which your comfort zone, picture it kind of like this, right? We'll call it the CZ comfort zone. It's about that big, usually. Um, we don't realize it's about that big until we see examples, either social media or in our friends' lives or just other examples, things we've heard, things we've read. We see that people are experiencing a lot of things that are not things that we've experienced or even things we maybe associate with ourselves. So I'm trying to remember what this one's called. Um, it's okay, it doesn't matter. There are feelings that happen in this one. So when you first push yourself out of your comfort zone, there's a lot of negative feelings. Are you sure you can do that? A lot of negative thoughts because your brain is wired to protect you. It's wired for survival. Um, and if you move outside of something you know, your brain is going to tell you maybe you don't have what it takes to do this. You're going to need to watch it. So that's not bad in itself. But if we don't push through that feeling and get curious, like we talked about last week, get curious. Ask that feeling questions. Now, what is my brain trying to tell me that I can't do? Do I agree with that, right? You can't question your thought until you dig it up. And you can't dig it up unless you get curious. So you do need to be more, you need to be able to practice being more stationary in your life when it comes to doing this inner work of trying to get some clarity. So all of the uncomfortable things, I want to honor that. That's a part of how it feels to move. And moving is a part of how it feels to be alive. So if we never move from here, we let those feelings push us back. So if you think of these, even these little squiggles I drew, if you think of those being an arrow, either that could push you back or it could push you further. So don't take negative things at face value. And whenever I make a statement like that, don't do this. <laughs> it's like there's a process to that. How do I not take negative things at face value? You're allowed to be curious about that. You're allowed to think it seems impossible. You're allowed to think those things. Isn't that great? Honestly, because if we don't allow ourselves to struggle, we will never get past here. And there's like a growth zone and like, you know, this is the ah, fear zone. Thank you, Jesus. Fear zone, that's here. Growth zone is here. So even thinking about like what these things are called, you have to move through the fear in order to get the growth. And you, are, you have much more capacity 
than you come into it thinking, okay? So this is really hard, but I've been practicing <laughs> telling myself, if I'm uncomfortable trying something new, I need to check which way that's pushing me, right? It, immediately in my discomfort, I need to check. Now, do I push myself further? Or sometimes it's just not quite the right time. And I want you to get with the Holy Spirit on that. That's who's going to give you the clarity there. So let's pause on that and go back to, you talked about the ways that you felt doing the worksheets on spending time on yourself in a way that you weren't used to, maybe. Um, and I want to know, like, what are some, were there some revelations? Like, were there some realizations that kind of surprised you? Were there any surprises? Yes, Carol. Mm. Very simple things. Your list of joys were simple, and that was kind of surprising to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I scream, and I make my husband come to the door, you know? <laughs> Playing with the kids at church. Mm. Or just saying hi to some women or the baby at Target, and the kid laughs and telling the mother that's okay to be there. Yeah. Sure. Small everyday things that light you up showed up on your list. And that was a little surprising. I don't think it was super surprising to me because right. I've been working on this and the Holy Spirit has been revealing this to me every time it happens. Yeah. Yes, I believe that. <laughs> so, yes. This is really, that's a big one too, is to allow something to come up as you're doing your writing, as you're digging deeper into you. Allow something to come up that you don't quite understand. Um, or that you're like, how did this show up on this list? Simple, everyday things are much more of our life than we even like allow to be okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Can I say one thing? Yes, feel free. The, the simple things that you can miss. Yes, the noticing thing. So this is what I this is what I've been finding about the simple everyday things when I actually slow myself down and get stationary enough to be real with myself and real with God about my practical life, God's pace is slow. By, honestly, by anybody's standards, come on. Sometimes he does things quick, and that's his creative control, right? Like, he's allowed to make those choices, but typically, he's going to work in a process and along a journey. There's a book that I have not read, but I love the title. It's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And that's beautiful, right? 
even if you think of like most of my life could be I'm traveling through my comfort zone, traveling to get through into growth, you know? You could apply it to any of these things that you're uncovering. So there is a sheet that you got today, the daily focus sheet. And we're actually going to spend a chunk of time on this because I want, I want you to get the feeling, okay? So you, you already carved out time to be here today. I want to honor that. I want you to really get something out of that. So this is hopefully not going to be interrupted time. It's not going to feel impossible. You're not on your own to try to scrape it together, right? You're here. And I want you to be able to do this worksheet. So I was hoping that this worksheet would help you dig even a little bit deeper into some of the realizations and some of the self-work, really looking at you and allowing yourself to remember that that's important to God. And if it's important to God, and he highlights simple everyday things, and he does things kind of slow, <laughs> then it makes sense that he would, want, he would want you to know what to do with that after you get it. He would want you to feel that he's going to bless and honor your time and energy that you spend on what his focus is. His focus is the motivation of our hearts, right? So if we're looking at organizing our life, making sense of it, let's structure it, if we're looking at that without that piece, that God is first focusing on the motivation of my heart, then we're going to lose quite a bit of what could make that process healthy and healthy feeling to us. Healthy things aren't always healthy feeling, right? <laughs> um, but I want us to embrace that. So taking a look at the daily focus sheet, I... I want you to think about this verse as sort of a lens for how to think about some of these things, okay? 2 Timothy 1.7, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear. He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. This is Amplified Bible. So if you're, feeling, if you're feeling these fears, it is a good sign, but God doesn't want you to stay there, right? So that's something interesting about his design of why are we here living this life if we're eternal beings made for heaven. This is part of his design to get us deeper, deeper with him. So any spirit of fear, I don't want you to necessarily like do all that questioning as you're filling this out. I want you to just fill this out, go with your gut. Honestly, go with the first things that come to your mind because I also think that sometimes we lean on, on our own understanding, right? And then we stop ourselves and then we're like, okay, I just got stuck again. God wants to bring you through it. So taking what you knew your focus was, like why did this workshop appeal to you? What is the exact situation that you're working in in your life right now? What are the roles that are top on your mind? That kind of thing. That's what I want you to think of when you're filling this out. So, yeah, I'm going to give you this landscaping analogy that's hilarious and random. And, of course, I would give a landscaping analogy when I know nothing about landscaping. But my husband was looking up, like, different tips on a landscaping blog. And one of the questions that somebody had given to this guy was, 
uh, every time I look at my big space, I'm just like frozen. Like I don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. I can't picture what I'm doing. How, what do you do when you're in that spot? And the blog guy was saying, um, overwhelm is what happens when you're looking at it like you have to straighten and clean out and have an outcome for everything at one time. That's what's happening. So overwhelm, I've also heard, is overthinking and underacting. So if you can translate even one step from your overthinking, a step you can take to put yourself into an action place, one simple thing, right? That's why I wrote uh, or I put on the side of this worksheet, God's pace for focus is one thing at a time. Because I need that right in front of me because that's not how my brain thinks. So, so the blog guy was saying, instead of looking at the whole thing, section, take, like, take a section or like look at it in sections and then pick one section, set an intention for it, and work on it that way. You can't worry about the whole thing as a whole because, again, it's going to take a process to get the entire outcome, right? But overwhelm and anxiety come when we're so focused on needing that outcome right away. We need the whole solution in order to feel like we're getting a solution. And that's just not, that's not how life works, and it's not actually God's design for us being alive. It's to be in this state where we get to make choices with him one at a time. So the blog guy was saying, divide it out in sections, then set an intention for each section. And you got to look at that section that you're picking to work on first and say, I know weeds are going to try to grow here. Expect it, right? I know negative things are going to start happening once I move outside my comfort zone. So I know weeds are going to grow, and they will grow. It's what weeds do. They want, the weed <laughs> wants to fill every ounce of the space that's not spoken for. So what would the antidote to that be? Speak for it. Set an intention. Plant something. Right. So the guy says, this is why when you set an intention on one section of your yard at a time, your overwhelm goes down because you're focusing on what you can actually do something with, and you get to start to see an impact of your energy right, pretty much right away because you're keeping it simple. God gave me this um, when I was watching my little niece. Uh, so she was born in February. I, I can't count the months right now, but um, eight months. Okay, This happened about a, a few months ago. Um, but I was reading a little uh, book on my phone while I was kind of like holding her and trying to get her to sleep. And the, the book was on child development because why not? Um, I don't have my own kids, but I'm fascinated by this stuff, right? Like I just think it's a beautiful thing how God's designed us to grow. And it was talking about how eyesight is the slowest developing sense for a baby, a baby human. And God just gave me this feeling of like, hey, do you see why that's so important? Because this book was showing eyesight is the, it's the slowest developing sense because if that sense developed super quick, that baby would get sensory overload like crazy. And the other things would be kind of damaged or limited, the other growth that that baby needs to do. 
So let's think about that even with ourselves. When we focus on one thing at a time, and again, this is, this is a real battle sometimes, but you've got to give yourself permission for that to be okay. That's what it takes. Because sometimes we don't have all the time in the world, and we think having all the time in the world is what we need to get the solution, and God's like, no. This is why organizing your life God's way sounds so different than how a lot of people approach this or what we see around us. So remind yourself, focusing on one thing at a time is my speed. That actually needs to be my speed because I think I can go 80 miles an hour. I think I would like God's word to be a floodlight for my path, but that's not how he works because he knows that's not how he made me to work, okay? So embrace your humanity and embrace your amazing, beautiful brain that's capable of seeing something challenging and seeing something uncomfortable and still pushing through it and realizing that's my design, embracing that, right? So the one thing at a time is that God limits us in the moment so that we can really gain the growth that's going to sustain us through the fear zone and into the growth zone and then into the whatever limitless zone honestly because abundant living happens in the tiny little practices that we do one moment at a time god's given me affirmations this year i never did affirmations before because i didn't understand them and honestly i was like why would i talk about something that's not happening like it's happening like i didn't i didn't understand how effective that could be But God kind of gives me affirmations based on, like, his truth for me. So one of the affirmations is, if I need it, I practice it. And it's an affirmation for me because a lot of times I'm the type of person that I will feel guilty for not continuing a habit. (laughs) And I'll feel like, why did I even start it? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Putting a lot of pressure on myself to make a complete outcome happen. And also like knowing that there are healthier habits I could have, but really talking myself out of starting them because I know I'm not going to really be able to do it. Like, God's like, no. What if you knew you had the power and the freedom? You have the spirit of power and of a sound, disciplined mind that's going to know, like you're going to give yourself permission to clean your mind in the moment and just say, sweep all that stuff away because God told me one thing at a time. God told me, I have access to practice this habit, even if I didn't do it for the last 17 months I knew about it. That's okay. Again, getting curious with yourself, like, why would I tell myself that's not okay? That's irrational. (laughs) If somebody else told me, if a friend came up, this is another good litmus test. If you're thinking about something that's leaving you stuck, and you think, if my friend had this situation happen and was feeling this way about it, Genuinely, what would I say to her? Or what would I expect from her? Would I tell her, no, there's no room for that? No, it just doesn't work that way. You can't just start something whenever you want. Why not? I really think that that's a lie. And I think if lies steal, kill, and destroy, what of my momentum and my motivation to getting the order that I need What is being stolen, killed, and destroyed in this process? (laughs) Okay, like I have a lot of clients, and I'm there too, who come in like, 
oh, I just need more motivation. You know, like I know what to do. I just need more motivation. Part of that is our responsibility. It's built into our design to extend that to ourselves. I don't have to be like over the moon excited about doing this step, but I can say I can choose to do it. If I need it, I practice it. It's who I am. This is who I am. That's what's so powerful about affirmations is it's me reminding me of who I am. And that's my job. What a beautiful job. God made you the adult in your life. He gave you your life as a gift. Think about your life, like talk about your life like you would like your child. Man, he made me to be this child's mom. He made me to live this life. I get to do that. This life is a gift. So he's going to, I really believe, as you dig deeper in the specifics of like what's going on in your life, I believe he's going to give you some specific like affirmations. Another affirmation that he gave me was, you need to make sure I'm on time, um, was I don't do anything out of anxiety. <laughs> That's been a hard one. And also another like God's joke to me because I've dealt with anxiety and depressiveness, I would say my whole life before I started some of these practices. And it's been wild how just practicing these things in the moment, giving myself the affirmation, reminding myself what's true, come back to God's word and you don't even have to, like, you don't even have to picture the solution is happening right now. I'm, I'm all in. I'm bought in. God, I totally believe you and I can see how you're going to do it. Believing him does not mean you get to see how he's going to do it. Yeah, I just felt that too. It doesn't. And a lot of times we don't know what the other side is going to look like of us trying something in a new way. All I need to know is my way is not working. That's it. I'm allowed to move, and I'm allowed to grow. So I don't do anything out of anxiety. Yeah, that's been interesting. That was my first affirmation, so it started really early on this year. And I felt, because I would do things all the time. That's how my anxiety looked. I always felt like I wasn't doing the right thing, and I always had a never-ending to-do list. And I would always come up with these like arbitrary well, maybe if I did 10 things today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, if I do 10 things, then I won't feel this way at the end. It's just, it was an unending cycle. I needed to wake up. God knew that. I needed to wake up and say, this is in reality what doing things my way is leading me to. Years and years and years of the same results and the same turmoil feelings and the same dissatisfaction in the same, like, not getting, I'm no closer to an outcome when I feel that way. But there's something in our culture, too, that makes us feel like that's normal. Um, basically, everyone I knew, including myself, if you're like, hey, have you been? Well, I'm busy, kind of stressed. Once this comes off my plate, hopefully I'll be able to, blank, right? <laughs> busy, stressed. Once something magically happens, then I'll maybe be able to enjoy something. It's like, okay. God wants to take the normal out of that kind of language and start giving you new words. 
Start renewing your mind when you open it to him and say, okay, because that's the thing you have to do. That's your interaction. You got to open your mind to him and say, I don't know what you're going to put here, but I give you access because what I'm doing is not working. Okay, so super quick, I want you to, I really cannot underline this enough to expect things to be uncomfortable. And I don't want that to be bad. <laughs> Again, our brains were made to grow, to get rewired, and to start a brand new way. And that's why when God says you're a new creation, I really believe he wants that to sink in on all levels. You are capable of more than what you've been practicing and more than what you've been experiencing. If he wants more for our life, that's going to take us further than we would ever get on our own, right? So, yeah, I'm going to close that idea of that uh, affirmation. So this is, like, kind of embarrassing. But that was, that was how my pace was, right? Like, just everything all the time. That's how it felt in my brain. Just a cloud of everything all the time. It felt like everything was on the front burner. So I didn't know how to prioritize. I didn't know what's more important than something else because they all feel dang important. <laughs> they feel like I need to be doing it right now. That's how my brain was making me feel. So with that, I don't do anything out of anxiety. If you're catching, <laughs> there are a lot of layers to saying that for yourself. I had to say it before I believed it was true. I said it because I was done. And at some point you get done with a way that's not working, in a way that's spiraling you and just driving you into the dirt every day. At some point you get done and I want you to honor that. It's not scary to be done. It's scary to think of your entire life never being done with that and that's all you get. I'm sorry, but this is what I love about seeing so many different age groups in here because at any age, God wants to do this in a brand new way. We don't just arrive. I'm sitting here like doing things the same exact way. I wake up tomorrow expecting something to be different. That's, that's not rational. I need to put my beautiful brain to work here <laughs> and like allow myself to face reality and say, this is what I'm working with. Okay, so I would say I don't do anything out of anxiety. And when I first started practicing that, I felt my body literally go, okay, well, what do I need to I could not stop my body at first. It was so weird. It was like muscle memory. It's like, well, I'm not just going to stand here, so what am I going to do? And I'm like, no. Whoa. This goes way deeper. See, that's the other thing. When you think of something, when God gives you something that might be healthy for you to practice, and you actually physically start practicing it, it is disorienting. Really. Because you're doing something, you're, uh, we are body, mind, spirit, Right? All of those layers show up to everything we do, but we're usually only aware of like one of them, okay? God wants your whole self to be a part of this transformation, and that's why it's one thing at a time, because we need to feel how it feels. So I'm standing there, and I realized part of what I need to do with this affirmation is picture myself like I'm in preschool, planted like a tree, and I repeat it, I don't do anything out of anxiety. That's God giving me power over a stronghold because I'm choosing to practice it. I'm choosing to take him at his word 
and not just let it live in here or live in here, and that's so great, and it is great, but what else needs to be involved in me taking him at his word in action? What would that look like? I mean, man, he's creative. He's going to give you something that I don't even know, but it's going to be something real for you. So I'm standing there as I practice. This is over days, okay? This didn't just happen in one sitting. So I'm standing there, and I'm like, I don't do anything out of anxiety, and then I realize I have to feel it. So if I don't do anything out of anxiety, well, then I have to feel it. Okay. So I've heard it takes about 90 seconds to feel a feeling. How much of our days, weeks, months, years of life, how much do we spend suffering, avoiding feeling a feeling? There is nothing we need to be afraid of here. And Satan would love to pin us down with just a teeny little lie. He knows it doesn't weigh anything. It doesn't, it doesn't have any power on its own. But the fact that I'm not taking an action against the lie, that's what leaves me feeling trapped. So again, overwhelm is overthinking, underacting. So I realized, okay, it's the actions that need some attention for me. So I don't do anything out of anxiety. Now I feel the feeling. I just pray, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I feel like I'm picturing myself like the woman in the crowd who just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. She was going to get there, but she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is if I can just touch him, that's all I need to do. So picture yourself like that. He didn't say no, and she didn't stop till she got what she needed. And I'm not saying treat God like a genie, okay? I'm not saying like that, but he wants to be in relationship with you with this. So sometimes I don't have a prayer, and I just say his name. And I genuinely, I'm here to tell you, magically, the feeling goes away when you feel it. It does. I was standing there, and I was like, oh, well, am I, am I all here? Like, did this not ruin my day? Seriously? I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> For real? I believed it was going to ruin my day. Every time, and I hear this so much too, like people stopping themselves from feeling the feeling because that's when all hell is going to break loose. No. <laughs> that's when you're allowing yourself to become free in Christ's presence. He's just going to wash it through you, and you're going to feel like a person, and you're going to come out the other side probably about 90 seconds later <laughs> and say, wow, I could have been doing this. Don't get guilty. <laughs> I also got guilty. I could have been doing this for years. No. Okay, process. God cared about the process it took for you to get here in this room today, and whatever you end up taking away and putting into practice is exactly where you're supposed to be. That's where he wants you. He wants you right here, right now, okay? So then, after that, the right question to ask is not, okay, well, what's the right next thing for me to do? That was where my brain went. I was like, all right, well, then what do I do that is right? God's like, no. Who did I make you to be? Who do you want to be in this next moment of your day? Because it's like my day gets to start over. It's beautiful. So who do I want to be right now? And what would that me choose to do? It's, it's mind-blowing when you do it. And again, you don't have to do that exact, 
I want you to pick, though, you're probably already thinking something, but I want you to pick something that has been making you feel stuck or stressed or this is just what it feels like to be me in my life. Pick something to challenge here. And let it be simple. Again, your anxiety is going to go up, up, up if you're focusing on needing an outcome. Your anxiety will go down if you focus on things you do have a choice in. And that's why I put here your resources, time, money, attention, and energy. I need to reroute my, when I'm starting to feel anxious, I need to reroute my brain to start thinking about where are these resources going? Because these resources I can do something about. Obviously, with some of that, we have obligations or commitments, you know, that don't feel as much of a choice. But I want to encourage you to play with that, too. What's telling me I can't change my mind about this, right? What's telling me this plan is set in stone? Now, what would tell me that? Is it arbitrary? So much of what was limiting me in my life was so arbitrary. And that's what God wanted to show me is like, you're the one limiting yourself here. And that's why I'm trying to challenge you because I don't want you to do that anymore. And when he says, I don't want you to do that anymore, he recognizes we're a human living in this broken world, right? We're going to deal with these struggles. In this life, you will have suffering. But guess who's our dad? The king. I have overcome the world. So stick with me. We need to plug into him. He's the only life source. And he's going to give you a lot of clarity as you work through this. So you're going to see, too, one of the other um, handouts is this self-care and needs review. That one, I want you to take home with you. And again, see if you can carve out some time. For those of you that had a really hard time carving out time, please don't get down on yourself, okay? There's no keeping up in here, all right? We're all in our own spot, and God is using every ounce that you give toward him, he's using that to build your capacity and to move you toward growth. So don't discredit it. Celebrate the tiny, tiny wins, because that's what, talking about brain science, that's what our brains log as positive evidence. The more I celebrate my wins and give myself credit for the amount of energy that I'm putting into something, the more my brain is going to say, yep, you're on the right track. So we need to collect positive evidence with our brains instead of collecting negative evidence. Negative evidence, it's going to come. But all I can do is say, hey, I'm not collecting you anymore. I'm collecting positive evidence. And God's just going to grow that more and more and more. So this self-care and needs review, just something to visit between now and next time. And I'd also really love for you to go through these seven journal prompts um, to question your limiting beliefs. And again, no judgment for yourself as you fill these types of things out. You, it's not about judging at first. You just want to get your brain down on paper, okay? So it's only after that that you get to look at it with God and pray about what he wants you to take away. Okay, that's not something we do on our own. We're really terrible. I'm really terrible at self-evaluating. <laughs> so I'm trying not to be the one to do that anymore because it does just limit me. But God wants to use these things in your practical situation right now. Am I right that I'm at the end of time? Okay. Oh, no.
Okay, I know, I, I go a little over. Okay, thank you all so much and each so much. I can't wait to hear what God continues to do in you, and I will see you next week.